0: hello and welcome it's this is going well i think with david cooper i'm david cooper it's this is going well i think the show where no one's listening no one cares the show where every episode's the last episode here is an interview i did a while back with a creator on death talk that's tiktok with people who deal with dead bodies i think she's a licensed funeral director and embalmer works in syracuse new york this interview's kind of wild. Thought it'd be fun to play for you. We'll be back Monday, hopefully with an interview I taped this week, but I don't have any audio for yet. It's with George Strombolopoulos, so that's what you have to look forward to next week. But right now, Eileen Hollis. Eileen's the in bomber. In case that wasn't clear, let's roll the tape. <laughs> I am joined by a licensed funeral director and embalmer at Hollis Funeral Home in Syracuse, New York. Eileen Hollis, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We are going to have fun. We are trying to appeal to the Gen Zs here. And I want to talk about your TikTok, but it's not just your TikTok. It's something called Death Talk, where morticians, funeral directors are sharing the secrets of the makeovers, the embalming, and the tools of their very morbid trade working with those dead bodies. Did I get that right? What is Death Talk exactly?
1: Yeah, you got that exactly right. Um, Death Talk, or some people call it Mortuary TikTok, It's the alternate dimension of TikTok where you learn all you need to know about death care and what funeral directors do, what autopsy techs do, um, medical examiners, all of that stuff that you've been dying to know and were too scared to ask. Um, I personally, you know, there's some old time funeral directors that might be a little bit nervous about a younger generation kind of spilling the tea on this stuff. But um, if you take a moment to just look at the questions that us morticians are answering, um, it's all very straightforward stuff that you should already know or maybe you've seen it in movies and stuff. We're just debunking a lot of things.
0: Why do you think the older generation wants to shroud it in secrecy where the younger one is happy sharing it and opening the doors to show the public?
1: I think that they're just worried about um, degrading the funeral profession. They They want us to seem as professional as possible, but what are doctors doing? What are Um, what are lawyers doing? You know, people are, they want to know how stuff works. Um, and that's just what we're doing. We're just educating the public, um, so that, you know, how you want to, take care of your body at the end of your life, um, just so you know your options and so you can get your ducks in a row.
0: I would like to be cremated and my very Jewish mother does not approve, but I got tattoos, so who knows where I can be. That's <laughs> not important. This interview isn't about me. Your father's also a funeral director. It's a family uh, run business. Yes. What was it like growing up in that environment? I, it must've been, was it? did it just seem normal to you or did it seem odd to you growing up?
1: it honestly was so normal. And if you ever seen my girl when Veda just like, you know, wanders down into the funeral home and knocks on her father's embalming room door, that's precisely what I used to do. Um, But I didn't really, I didn't think of the dead people so much like, sure. I could wander past them, but um, you know, my dad used to give me tasks to like, Fill out the name plates for the person who's you know we're honoring, or um, help set up flowers, or just you know do little tasks. I mostly was just obsessed with exploring the funeral home and um, you know banishing any ghosts if they were there, and I had a big imagination.
0: Well, you seem fairly well adjusted, and the way you talk about this process seems really kind and and. And effective, and and I don't know, but the, the stereotype would be that growing up in that environment could mess you up, you know. Um, and do you do you agree with that stereotype, or you you feel like and uh, like it didn't mess you up at all?
1: I don't, I don't agree with it. Um, it definitely did not. Well. That's to be debated, but I don't feel like it messed me up in any
0: way. You seem way more normal than me, Eileen, I gotta say. <laughs> My dad and I are the
1: two of the bubbliest people um, in the state of New York.
0: Wow, that is, I am the least bubbly person in the state of New York. So you and I, opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about how you got started on this death talk thing. Like what made you decide to create the account for the funeral home and start sharing all about uh, about all this stuff?
1: Well, straight up, I created a TikTok. Um, not really at first to, you know, educate people on death. I was just looking at it for... Like a comic relief and a way to express myself during the pandemic because um, I was in, you know, yeah. the center of COVID. we were all in the center of COVID. And
0: yeah, everyone was going crazy. I needed an outlet.
1: Yeah. And I could not see any of my friends and I still don't really get to see my friends at this point, but um,
0: Must be nice having uh, friends. I feel like one day I'll I'll have a, a friend. I'm working on it with my therapist, <laughs> Eileen. I want to talk a little bit about dating. When you when you date, like, what do people think of this line of work, or do you have to date within the industry?
1: Well, I actually wouldn't even know that um, because although I grew up in a funeral home and my boyfriends would come over and stuff, I'm actually married and I met my husband while. I was a dancer in New York City.
0: Ah, okay. He didn't know the extent of what he was getting into. You dragged him to Syracuse and all of a sudden there was dead bodies everywhere.
1: Yeah. Funny enough, um, he grew up in the city of Syracuse and he dated a girl that actually their family owned a funeral home. So he...
0: We're seeing a trend here. He's got a type.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know.
0: That's really funny. Um, you know, I once <laughs> interviewed two pathologists who met each other across, pretty much across the, the table where they do the autopsies. It's funny that he, you're not the first person in the funeral industry he's dated.
1: Yeah. I am so grateful that Neil is not in the funeral industry because I could not imagine having a significant other in it. Like, I need somewhere to go afterwards. I need to escape.
0: <laughs> yeah. You got I, I'm, I'm with you. Thanks for answering that deeply personal question. Um, what about this business comes as that came as a surprise to you when you first started getting into it or started really as a, an adult working in it?
1: I think the biggest thing that surprised me um, is how comfortable I was working in the profession. Um, you would think that you would get the heebie jeebies around a dead human body, um, but I mean, maybe I was a little bit anxious at first, like in the first handful of months. You know, it was a very new thing to me. I wasn't around dead bodies, even though I lived above them. Um, But yeah, I I just I really like putting people back together (laughs) together.
0: Humpty Dumpty, baby.
1: (laughs) Sometimes because, you know, someone has an autopsy and their abdominal cavity is open. They had a cranial autopsy. You know, their skull is you have to put them back together. So I love making people look like themselves and giving a family a little bit of closure in like the most nightmarish time of their
0: lives. That's a really that's so well put. Um, I'm, you know what? I should pre-order a funeral at, the, at your funeral home. Are there any <laughs> misconceptions um, about the industry that people have that by sharing this stuff on your TikTok on death talk, as it were? that you might want to address or that you're trying to uh, debunk or, or whatever.
1: Yeah. There's so many myths um, that we're out here debunking. My favorite one is, or my least favorite one, rather (laughs) um, do dead bodies sit up? Absolutely not. They do not No.
0: So all these weird rumors about rigor mortis and all that.
1: Right. It's always like the uncle's friend of a friend of a friend or like, yeah. Um, But I think, a big misconception about funeral directors is that everyone just assumes that we're just depressed and um, grim and we have no happiness in our lives. But I can definitely say that we're some of the most respectful, funny um, people out there. And we have a morbid sense of humor, but we have to.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's only late-night radio show hosts that have that uh, you know, grim, uh, not funny, awful outlook on life, not uh, not funeral directors. Eileen Hollis, uh, she is a funeral director in Balmer at the Hollis Funeral Home in Syracuse, New York. The TikTok for the funeral home is Hollis at Hollis Funeral Home. That's H-O-L-L-I-S. Eileen, thank you so much for being with me here.
1: Thank you so much.